Hello, friends, and welcome to Season 8 of So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories of Volkswagen drivers all over North America. This season takes us to the most northern reaches of our 49-state tour. And our northernmost point, Alaska, is a huge place filled with interesting people telling interesting stories. And there are a surprising number of buses to be found in the last frontier. This episode takes us to Homer, Alaska, on the Kenai Peninsula, where we met up with an honest-to-God Alaskan halibut fisherman, Pete Whedon. From 79 through right now, I've been on the water in Alaska every year. And so, yep, most of my life I've been on the water. I enjoy what most people consider to be work. To me, that's, I mean, I would much rather go... um, do a little bit of plumbing or wiring then go play a game of golf i mean i have some golf clubs downstairs and we have a beautiful lawn out here and i even got a dozen golf balls i haven't got those out i'm really not interested in that um i would rather go for a hike i just enjoy being busy and i don't and i'd like to see progress with things um i like to fix things i don't i don't know what it is but that's what i do Like many of the folks we met in Alaska, Pete came here because he was looking for adventure, to do something a little different. Driving a VW bus anywhere is an adventure. Taking one to Alaska from the lower 48 is next level. When I moved to Alaska in 1981, we drove a Volkswagen Splitty uh, microbus, 23 window, up the Alcan. And uh, it was quite a trip. Um, my wife and I and our two sons, um, you know, full sunroof, uh, full length car top carrier, everything we needed to live. Basically, we had chests full of food in the canned goods and food in the van, um, all the sleeping gear for four people, um, the t- car top carrier, all our possessions basically, to move to Alaska was there. For those of you who may not be familiar with the Alcan Highway, it is a 1,700-mile stretch of highway from Dawson City, British Columbia, to Delta Junction, Alaska. It is two lanes of brutal punishment for your vehicle. Potholes and loose gravel, vehicle-ending wildlife encounters. To be fair, those encounters are also wildlife-ending. That's fair. But if, like us, you're traveling from the West Coast, say, Pete's home state of Washington, you might take the Cassiar Highway, which intersects the Alcan just east of Whitehorse in the Yukon Territory. And that's it. Those are the major roadways at the north end of the continent. So, when we hear Pete say he made a little detour in this next segment, you should know that nothing in Alaska is little. If somebody says, oh, it's up past the next gas station they could very well mean that it's 150 miles or more from here. But that was our original route in 1981. Uh, we did the Casiar. Uh, we made the little little detour down Telegraph Creek. And um, I tell the story a lot of times and almost got divorced on that road. From the Wikipedia page about the Telegraph Creek Road. The road between Dees Lake, British Columbia, and Telegraph Creek is beautiful but rough. With 70 miles of gravel, steep gradients up to 20%, narrow passages along canyon walls with no guardrails, and sharp angled switchbacks. Only the first 2.9 mile stretch is paved. Telegraph Creek, 
should be driven with caution and awareness. It is suitable for most vehicles, but not recommended for large RVs and travel trailers. One source indicates that the road, quote, is prone to washouts and rock slides. And this is the current state of the road. I'm going to guess that the road was a bit more rugged in 1981. The, uh, the overloaded car top carrier broke loose and just about came through the sunroof into my boy's uh, lap. So uh, needless to say, my wife Deborah was not very happy with me about that detour. And, and uh, it was all for just to go visit a couple friends that weren't really that close but i just wanted to make this detour and wanted to see that part of the country and by gosh it was a it was a tough road and we got down there and just got eaten by mosquitoes it wasn't a really fun thing but uh anyway we got through it and um and happy trails after that smooth sailing well alaska smooth oh let's see we wore out the overloads in the front um totally gone um Frost teams are pretty exciting, and uh, but we made it, and uh, and that's how we got to Kenai, Alaska, and um, fished that summer. And uh, during the summer, met a few people, and uh, uh, got to into a few backyard barbecues that led me to another microbus. Um, beautiful thing, perfect shape, 23 window, blown engine, and so I bought that and. Uh, uh, rebuilt the engine and, and sold the other one that we drove up the Alcan because we beat it up pretty good. And uh, so was, we let one go and got another. And uh, But learned the first winter that the Volkswagen really doesn't belong in Alaska. <laughs> Air-cooled and 20 below, 30 below, and even down to 40 below that winter um, just doesn't work. And so... We ended up buying some kind of a water cool. I don't even remember what we bought, but some water cooled kind of vehicle that had a V8 engine that had a heater in it. And uh, um, basically parked the van for the winter and we, we kept it for two or three years. So the bus had to go. I like to imagine that Pete's buses went on to have many more adventures. I think that's what happens with these machines. They come and go from our lives, and they have lives of their own. We're just lucky enough to own them for a little while. And now, 40 years later, Pete has been bitten by the VW bug again. 2019, when we started wintering in uh, Washington, I picked up a little bug, called her Carla, polished her up, put new floorboards in her, um, reupholstered her, and just... The smell of the Volkswagen bug came back, and I loved it. And uh, But it was really a bus I wanted. And so I sold her, and we found this barn find, the 79 Westphalia. So here I go again. <laughs> this interview took place at Pete's cabin just outside of Homer. Pete cooked us a halibut dinner, and we sat in the living room with his roommate, another fishing boat captain named Pete. We each had a cocktail they invented, appropriately called the Captain Pete. The new bus and Pete's wife, Deborah, were in Washington waiting for the end of fishing season. Up here, though, the sun seemed to never quite go down, so it all felt like one never-ending day. We knew that when the days got shorter, Pete would head south to Washington, where Deborah and the bus project would be waiting. And the bus project already had its own detours. But it's my first bay window, and it's a 79 Westphalia. Um, I, it's a barn find. Uh, a real mess. Um, 
came in boxes. Uh, all the windows were out. Uh, my friend Pete and I put it on a trailer and had to winch it onto the trailer and hauled it to my house with the curtains flying all over out the windows. And uh, But it was pretty complete. Uh, most everything was there to complete the bus, but... Um, but uh, it was all torn apart, and there was some <clears throat> a little bit of rust problems under the front window. So um, a lot of the parts got stored in a utility trailer that I had um, parked next to my garage, and the van went into the garage to get started getting rebuilt. And uh, unfortunately, while in Alaska um, fishing for the summer, uh, the trailer with a lot of the parts, the bumpers, the front seats, the windows, the cushions, the a lot of parts got stolen. All the chrome hardware, the trailer got stolen. And although the sheriff recovered the trailer, all the Volkswagen parts weren't there, except for just the cushions. Somebody had used the cushions to sleep in the trailers. I lost a lot, and so I got set back. But um, when I got back, I uh, borrowed a welder and ordered a few body parts and uh, a really good friend who's a um, very avid Volkswagen community person came and taught me how to weld. And uh, we cut out the front window, and one spot weld at a time, I got that welded in there and ground down and a little bit of filler, very little. He taught me pretty well actually to weld that piece in and so that's done and primed and uh other parts are done and primed and uh <clears throat> last winter while actually listening to this podcast a lot um slowly collected parts for um the bus which is doesn't have a name yet um we, we we're thinking of a few names but um uh, the bus doesn't have a name yet. Um, it's getting painted Mexico beige. That's what the sticker said behind the driver's seat, so that's what we did. And um, I'm just going to drive the thing gutted until I can, you know, slowly get the interior back together. But I have all the components, so it'll be, it'll be, I'm not going to build the, the bus to original specs. I'm going to make it for us. So it's, it's going to be, it'll be unique. That I'm, I'm looking forward to putting this putting this Westphalia on the road and just doing some camping around the Olympic Peninsula and around my area. I live in the Skagit Valley, um, eastern Washington, and next next spring I expect to drive it to Alaska. So much like you two, <laughs> I'm going to make that trip. So uh, and you know I'll have my toolkit and some spare parts and a little bit of knowledge and uh, I'll make it. It's obvious that Pete misses his wife, and he loves her very much. So we had to ask about Volkswagens and their marriage. Deborah's excited for me. She'll love it. Um, she loves Volkswagens also, but uh, she'll—I think she'll enjoy driving it. Um, but um, yeah, we like going camping, and so um, I think it's going to be—it's going to be smaller than what we're used to with the Navion, but. Um, Heck, that's where we started, and we're kind of coming full circle here. So here we go. 
So, was the bus, like, do you feel like your original bus was a part of your love story? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, probably so. I mean, I, I guess it could have been a Chevrolet. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we, our early years were surrounded with Volkswagens and um, uh, definitely had a couple other vehicles along the way there, but um, uh, we seemed like we always had a Volkswagen. And uh, it's kind of fun to have it again. You know, it'll be fun for the grandkids to experience. So we're looking forward to that. And, um yeah, it's. I guess you would say that. Is there a particular drive that you're looking forward to the most? Probably, yes, there is. <laughs> Probably Highway 20 over the North Cascade Highway. What is it about that drive? That's the one. Uh, that's the drive we made when we got married. <laughs> so. And you've been married how long? It'll be 49 years this fall. So it was the fall of 1973. We drove the microbus across the mountains and got married. And that's the highway we drove. And <laughs> there was a rabbit in the highway still kicking. And it had been run over by a car. And I stopped and got that rabbit. And we ate it on the spit that night on a campfire. <laughs> I knew that's what you were gonna think, and I was already thinking dinner. The only thing that would have been better is if you'd been driving a rabbit. <laughs> We've kept up with Pete over the past few months, and he is making lots of progress on his bus. And most importantly, our halibut fishing friend came up with the perfect name for his bus: the Halibus. It's perfect. Pete, we are so glad we got to meet you, and we hope that you and Deborah make it out to the coast on the other side of our country. We would love to see you again and treat you to a lobster dinner. It's what they do up here in Maine. And as always, a huge thanks to our friends at the Yamachowski Foundation and Go Westie for sponsoring this adventure of a lifetime. Until we meet again. <laughs>